Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I want you to get ready for Breakthrough Today. Episode 62, Sweep It Away, is part one of two shows talking about dust. Crazy, I know. Throughout the two shows, I'm going to do my best to help you learn how to rid yourself of the residue that rejection leaves behind. Breakthrough is on its way. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 62. So let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. The other day, I was up early doing my exercises when, during the cool down, while I was finishing the last stretches on the mat, I began to look around at my floors and I was shocked at all the dust. I feel like I'm perpetually sweeping dust in our house. I just get it swept and bam, it's back. We live just minutes from a big, beautiful beach on Lake Erie in the little town of Leamington, Ontario. I think this proximity to the sand amps up the dust in our town because I sure do feel that I sweep way more since I've moved here. But dust is everywhere. I'm sure it's in your house too. Well, after my exercises, I most often spend time with God, read the Bible, and pray. As I've told you in another episode, I'm reading through the New Testament this year in my Passion Translation Bible. And this particular morning, I read the very next section of Scripture on my list, which was Luke 9. And I quickly began to see a theme emerging. You guessed it, there was a verse talking about dust. And that's how God speaks the deep things into my heart. He starts with the little, seemingly unimportant, mundane things of my life and somehow uses them to highlight truths when I read scripture. When I read the verse in Luke 9 verse 5 that mentions dust, I really started thinking about different times dust is mentioned in the Bible and began my search like a where's Waldo hunt to really grasp what God wanted to speak to me about dust. To find the very first use of the word dust, you have to go right back to the beginning, to the second chapter of the first book of the Bible. In Genesis 2, the writer recounts the story of what had been passed down for generations about the beginning of mankind. It's here where the word dust makes its entrance onto the pages of Scripture. But just like dust on my floors, it doesn't go away. In Genesis 2 verse 7, you can read about how God formed the first human from what else but dust. In Genesis 3.19, after Adam and Eve rejected God's word to them, what we often call the fall, God explained the results of their actions to them and said, By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. A phrase from the burial service instructions found in the Anglican Book of Common Prayer has become a common statement for most Christian funerals at the grave sites when pastor says, we commit this body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, in sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. 
There are tons of scriptures that talk about how we start off as dust and we end up as dust. You can find verses in Genesis, Job, Psalms, and the book of Ecclesiastes. But dust isn't just a morbid thing in scripture. You see, at the beginning, in Genesis 2-7, it tells how God formed Adam out of the dust, but it also explains to us how God then breathed his life-giving breath into Adam, and he became a living, breathing being. God doesn't just see you as a useless heap of dust to be swept up. He doesn't look at you like I look at dust on my floor. God sees you as beautiful, valuable, and wonderful, worth sharing his breath with. There's some things that I don't like to talk about. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current, and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor, weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. So in the first segment of today's Soul H2O teaching segment, you heard how dust is the beginning and ending matter of humans. But that's only the foundation of what God wanted to reveal to me about this common kitchen aggravation. So... Back to Luke chapter 9 and the scripture that spoke so powerfully to my heart and inspired this episode and next week's. In Luke 9, Jesus was giving the disciples directions before he sent them out on a ministry tour. They would be gone for months, preaching, teaching, healing the sick, and setting people free from demonic activity in their lives. Now, when I travel for even a week, I usually make up a list of clothes, toiletries, medicine, makeup, perfume, jewelry, shoes, accessories, purses to bring, and possibly a long list of food items. I always have a folder that could include things like maps, printouts of boarding passes, confirmation emails of hotel bookings, or any other travel and tour arrangements related to the trip. I'm so geeky, I've even made up Excel spreadsheets listing daily activities so we didn't miss out on anything. But I'm not so regimental that I actually followed them. Jesus gave no such directions for this trip. He instructed the disciples to travel light and literally not even bring a change of clothes. Gross to me, but who am I to question God's reasoning? Jesus told the guys to not book any hotels either, but to stay in homes with people whoever would take them in and provide for all their needs, which in my thinking would include a change of clothes and cute shoes to match. Okay, joking aside, this is really what Jesus said and how dust comes back into the picture. I love how the Passion Translation words Jesus' last instruction to the disciples in Luke 9:5 before they went out on that ministry tour. And wherever your ministry is rejected, you are to leave that town and shake the dust off your shoes as a testimony before them. Shake the dust off. Notes in my Passion Translation Bible said, 
shaking the dust off their feet did not mean that they were to stomp off angry and offended, but that they would move on with no defilement or unforgiveness in their hearts toward those who rejected their ministry and their message. If they did not do that, they would take the dust of that offense to the next place where they ministered. And bingo, that's where it started to hit me. It seems that we were created from dust, and along the way, we pick up more dust, the debris of our life experiences, or the residue left over from the dust storm that others kicked up. The word rejected hit me like a ton of bricks here. I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to understand why me, a woman who has gone through divorce, would struggle with rejection. But honestly, my issues with this basic human emotion go way back. Situations in my childhood left me feeling alone and rejected. During Bible college, I was beginning to shake the dust of past rejection off my heart. I was growing in self-confidence and purpose. But the experiences in my first marriage seemed to confirm this underlying fear that people reject me. Therefore, something must be wrong with me. You don't even have to experience divorce to have felt the sting of rejection. Life gives you lots of opportunities to be rejected. You might have been cut from the team, unfriended on social media, ostracized by friends, not gotten into your school of choice, been let go at work, not been picked as the winner in that contest, bombed a job interview, been turned down for that loan at the bank, or sat around the phone anticipating a callback that never happened for that role or ghosted for another date. You might even have been a child waiting, left at the front door for a parent to pick you up, only to find out they're not coming. The possibilities are as unique as you are. Regardless of the reason for your rejection, its residue leaves you feeling like a worthless pile of dust. But like I said in the first segment, God doesn't see you as a useless heap of dust to be swept up. He doesn't look at you like I look at the dust on my floor. God sees you as beautiful, wonderful, worth sharing his breath with. If I didn't shake off the dust after my divorce, I'm sure I would have continued the cycle of unhealthiness and made more bad decisions. Thankfully, I've learned from my mistakes. And although I'm not a finished product, I'm a healthy work in progress. So, If God says to shake off the dust that rejection leaves behind, then how do you do it? Well, I think I've learned a few things in my travels down the dusty road. So for the rest of this show and next week's episode, I'm going to share how you can shake off the dust. You see, you have to change your mindset in order to shake off the dust in your life. First, you need to change your mindset about God. You have to stop believing the lie that God is going to reject you like others do. You need to trust that God is true to his promise. He will never leave you and never reject you. He will never walk away. You are all that matters, the one I want. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. 
As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Waldemuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on JOY, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. The song that was just played at the end of segment two really builds up my hope in the truth that God loves me, won't reject me, and will always stick with me. The same is true for you. God loves you. He won't reject you. God will always stick with you. And as the song said, he will never walk away. Even with all the goosebumps the song can produce, it really doesn't create the lasting mindset change that you need to shake off the dust from the residue of past rejection. To help this truth settle deep into your soul, you need more than just a song. You need what I call scriptural confirmation. A word from God to hold on to, and there's no better place to get a word from God than from the Word of God. I want to read some of the many scriptures that God has highlighted to me so that I never forget that He won't reject me, and I pray you allow them to help shift your mindset too. I really encourage you to soak in the many scriptures I'm going to share that tell you how God will never leave you and never forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 verses 6 to 8 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to them in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to your fathers to give them, and you will put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And then there's Joshua 1, verses 5 and verse 9. And it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, Joshua. I will not leave you or forsake you. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalm 27 verse 10 says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. No matter who may reject you, God will always take you in. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6 say, Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or never forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then in Matthew 28.20, Jesus says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
Jesus is making it clear that nothing is going to separate us from him. Even if you feel too tired and you literally can't shake off the dust for yourself yet, I believe God is gracious and will help start the process. Oh, he'll get you to finish the complete brush off. But I know he's always trying to reach out to the weak because of his character and the words I read in Isaiah 41 verse 17. And it says, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. This verse affirms God's promise that he will never reject you and that he'll bring times of refreshing to help you dust yourself off. I believe that's what he's trying to do through this show and next week's. God is trying to change your mindset to know that he will never reject you and he'll also bring you times of refreshing. And here's our last dust verse for today's episode. It's interesting to me that dust was the sign of God's promise to Abraham. In Genesis 13 verse 16, God told Abe, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Dust was a sign of God's promise to Abraham, and it can be the sign of his promise to you. It's also going to be my challenge for you today. Let me explain. I'm thinking if you and I start to look at dust differently than I did before this show, then the simplest, most mundane task of sweeping the floor could become a constant reminder that God's promise to never reject you are as numerous as the dust particles on your kitchen floor. My challenge to you is to never mindlessly sweep your floors again, but to let every time you sweep become an act of worship that builds your faith to know that God will never leave you. He'll never reject you. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us today for episode 62, Sweep It Away for the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. And I really do hope that you'll never sweep your floors the same again. Make sure to come back next week for part two of the Dust Shows. Next week, I'm going to share more incredible, inspiring scriptures that talk about dust. There will be tons of practical help from God's Word, my life experiences, and research I've found. I know this is going to help you shake off the dust and break free from the residue of rejection. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.